Hey, welcome in. Welcome in, everybody, to the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast. Today, we have a bunch of fun stuff uh, that we are going to be talking about. Typically, it's going to be about disc golf, and today, it is about disc golf. Guess what? <laughs> Weird. Weird. Uh, I am accompanied by my best friend in the entire world, Eric Wolverton. Or do you hey. want me to just or do you want me to just say Eric? You can call me whatever you want. Just make sure make sure you guys know I'm not feeling the greatest, so I'm gonna sound like shit. Yeah, he's got a he's got hopefully a not COVID. Hopefully not COVID. He's gonna go get tested later today. <laughs> fingers uh, crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed on that, guys. <laughs> Eric, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're just going to kind of talk about disc golf in general, just uh, what we have planned for future future endeavors with the podcast, um, kind of how our disc golf week went. We're going to recap the Memorial Championship. Should be pretty sweet. We're going to tell you guys our top five molds that we don't own, but we're looking forward to trying next time we buy discs. Hell Yeah. So go check us out everywhere. We are at Oh No Disc Golf literally everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Am I forgetting anything? Patreon. Patreon, we have nothing really going on. So hit us up if you want something specific in the Patreon because we're up for changes. We have one person right now, and his main thing is that he wants to play video games with Eric. So if you want something specific, hey, that's what we do. Yeah, we're we're down. We're down for change. unless you want we're gonna have to remove the episodes early thing because we get them done like a couple hours before there's no way i can get it out early there's just no way unless you want to like an hour hour beforehand maybe we can send you the blooper reels from our throws from the whole week oh that's what we should do just you know maybe uh maybe i'll send people like the um track or something there you go you You want the um track you want the um track it's a minute and 20 seconds of me and eric saying um yep so it's and basically us. it's, um it's like us. It's, Eric, you want to give him a preview? It goes um um uh, um uh uh um uh, uh, um uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's it. There about you go. That's it. Yeah. How about like a minute and 20 seconds of that? You want that fill in your ears? I'm sure you guys do. We know you do. Hit us up over at the Patreon. <laughs> That's the fucking worst ad I've ever heard in my life. Finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> so we got some pretty great, great things planned for the future of the show. We got uh, some guests lined up for us to chat with so you guys can get a, a shot behind the curtain of what they do. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think it'll be fun just to bring bring some different people on. A lot of, a lot of fun of a lot of the people have been fun just to talk to you just in messages um kind of setting up times they've already given me me some some peeks behind what they do that's cool if anyone out there knows anyone who would be interested in coming and chatting with us just uh send them our way and we'll we'll schedule a time to sit down and chat with them well we're not going to sit down it's all going to be virtual obviously but virtually sit down and chat with them yeah, we'll set up. We'll set up some time. We'll get some questions out, and uh, it'll go a lot like us two talking, just with a third person. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm always down to meet new friends. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, disc golf 
just like we talked about in the last episode, the disc golf community is the best. So anybody you kind of meet feels like a lifelong friend after a, a week of knowing them. For sure. And it's like most people I can just like, even if I don't see them for a while, six months or a year or something, I can always just like jump right back into where I was with them at that time. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. Especially when you have something that brings you two together. Yeah. Like disc golf. Yep. That's it, man. But yeah, the community is like the main reason we got into this. Well, not the main reason. The main reason was just to be able to BS with each other more. But I think a strong number two would be to build a nice disc golf community around the podcast. Yeah, we want to be able to kind of use our platform or use our community to spread the word about other good things that people are doing in the in the community. That's kind of like the, the main goal. Positivity with disc golf. <laughs> but yeah, this first topic is just going to be kind of uh, us hanging out and having a nice conversation about random disc golf stuff. So how was your disc golf week? What'd you do? It was pretty beautiful here after snowing a little bit one day. So I've been able to get out and play a bunch. Just some mud? Yeah, a whole bunch of mud one day. It was a terrible round. I was very frustrated after that round. And typically I feel better after a round of disc golf, but I actually felt worse after this one. Yeah. Dealing with mud and like not being able to get a good stance just makes you makes you feel like you have no idea what you're doing. I took Taco along with me, which is my one of my dogs. If you haven't seen or listened to the introduction episode, I talked about all of that on I think episode one. So go back and listen to that one. But I took Taco with me. He rides along in the cart. If you want to see videos of it, it's on our TikTok actually at Ono oh Disc Golf. But yeah. He's a little disc golf companion, but it was awful in the mud because like he was uh, getting a little bit sprayed by like the wheel was turning the mud up into him, you know, <laughs> it was bad. This looks like he played in the mud, but yeah. stayed in the cart the whole time. The whole time. And yeah, uh, it was bad. No, I couldn't, I could not put him down because he would just be a piece of mud in like <laughs> 10 seconds. Probably would have tried to drown himself. Yeah, he's really into water. uh, A little too much. It's obsessive. (laughs) Oh, God. We had him tested for diabetes. He doesn't have diabetes, so he's just crazy. Well, I have a fun dog story. Let's hear it. I took my little dog out with me because I left a disc behind at the course. And halfway through the course of me going to look for it, she slipped her lead and ran all the way across the woods and i had to chase her for i think it was about three holes like right around three holes where i was just chasing her down wow yep she was a little turd she knew she was in trouble and just jumped right in the car and oh god i was so frustrated what the heck i'm not a runner i don't know if if people have seen (laughs) the videos of me but i am not in running shape (laughs) i can barely jog you used to be able to run yeah, that's before I put on my, my beer belly. And the uh, finding the disc is the important thing, but also finding the dog is the important thing, too. Yep. It was one of them Simon Lazat tilts that I that I just walked away from. I was trying <laughs> to do a forehand roller down a hill, and I thought I'd just follow that hill and roll right up to the basket and hit a root and flew off into oblivion, and then I just forgot about it. Do you uh, have your name on it? I do not. Nope. I only have my name on like half of my discs now. 
Yeah, whenever I get a new one, I always forget about it. I'm Me too. Like, if I don't like it, I'd like to be able to resell it to somebody, and then I just like keep it in my bag for so long, I forget to put my name on it. Yeah, I think like once it's been in my bag for like a couple of months, that's when I really actually put my name on it. Yeah, I usually before a tournament, I'll go through and make sure everything's marked because you're supposed to have everything marked anyway. So right, just a good time to do it. Did you see Simon Lazat's video of him just playing ball golf on the PS5? It's like his new new thing he's doing, streaming gaming while he's resting up his elbow. Actually, no, I haven't seen this at all. No, oh, he's pretty funny. I mean, he's just a he's like a good character to like sit around and and chat with. But yeah, he like does it live, and he's got like someone there reading out the comments to him so he can kind of answer him while he's playing. That's fun. Yeah, but I guess uh, some people got mad at him because they he's playing video games while he's resting his elbow. Like video games is super strenuous. Strenuous. I don't know. I can't. I don't strenuous. know. Strenuous. There you go. There you he go. Knows the words. Nailed it. On on his elbow, but I don't I don't understand why anyone would be upset. <laughs> it's like the most ridiculous thing to be upset for. Right. And like he's gonna do whatever. A video game is not even you moving. Yeah. And it's especially golf. Like right. golf, it's there's like, like three buttons. Pressing one button over and over again. Yeah. And, and like a slow, it's not even like, you know, where you have to button mash it or anything. Tap, tap, tap. That's all. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yep. He'll be out to May at least. Found that out too this week. That's a long time. Yeah, I know. It's sad. I really want to see him back on the course and just killing it. What about your disc golf game? Anything new? I find I can throw the tilt on a giant grenade shot up a 50-foot hill and almost make it in. I got a few recordings of trying it, but the first time I did it, I my camera died, so I didn't get it, and it hit the ground and bounced right off the freaking basket. Ooh. That was so sad. I'm sure that happened. Yeah, I know. That's okay. No one has to believe me. I, I was bet, there. I bet the camera died. I was there. <laughs> I don't care if anyone else sees it. I'm just messing with you, man. <laughs> and then the only other thing that I'm excited about is in Cass City, I discovered how to get around that bend at hole. I think it's 14, 13 or 14, but I finally figured out 14 it is. So if you don't know what Cass City is because you're not from Michigan, go on to UDISC, look up Cassidy Disc Golf Park? I think that's all it's called, yeah. I don't think it's got a special name, yeah. Go to hole 14? 14 it is, yeah. There you go. Check it out. It's a really uh, right-to-left shot right at the beginning, kind of, but it's super straight. straight. Yeah, yeah, super straight. So you either have to take like a flippy disc and put it on a really big hyzer and hope it like flips up to flat and just rides a straight line. I've tried all kinds of different things. My main thing I was doing if I was like actually competing would be like just a quick jump putt up just to get me to through that through that little like jail cell area, I call it. Because it's a par four, right? Yeah, I don't know why. It still shouldn't be, but whatever. But now I just take a little forehand flick with like a slightly overstable thing and I just very lightly throw it. I get about halfway up the fairway and it's just an easy up shot for three or to get under the basket for three. Ever birdie that one? Yeah, I birdie it now all the time. Before that, I don't know about that. Gotcha. That's cool. You really weren't able to take like a nice touch shot through that gap because you had to put enough power on it so it would flip up. But Right. So it was like one of the more difficult holes yep. on the course, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was even, yeah. Even with a par four, it was hard. But I still with the distance, I think it should be a par three. 
It's only like 250 feet, maybe at the most. A lot of woods in between. Oh, yeah. Yep. Just uh, one pathway. And if you mess up your first shot, you're off the fairway a good 20, 30 feet. In jail. Possibly in another fairway. I think I've ever, only ever birdied that one one time. Yeah, I don't know if I birdied it before I figured this out. I can't really remember. I try to try to keep that, wipe that memory because I hate it so much. Yeah, it was a lot of tree hits. Oh, yeah. Always smack those trees. Luckily, I don't have to really deal with a lot of trees lately. Until you come back here. Right. And you're going to cry. I guess. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Now, my my game has been just roller coaster lately uh, for in terms of like I I've been doing a lot of bogeys and a lot of birdies. Hmm. What feels what feels better to end even par with a lot of birdies and bogeys or even par with like maybe one or two birdies or bogeys? I would say they both are not the not my favorite. <laughs> I just don't want bogeys. I don't like bogeys. I don't. Every single hole at this course that I go to, and you can look it up on UDisc again, it's called West Creek Disc Golf Park. It's in Parker, Colorado. I play that course all the time, and uh, it is wide open. I feel like I should be getting twos on most holes, and I don't. So whenever I don't, it's just frustrating for me. Practice makes perfect. That's it, man. There's a lot of quite far par threes, so. Still trying to get that that extreme distance in, huh? I can do it like once every five holes. I nail it perfectly, you know? And then gotcha. and then it's like, oh, uh, well, I'm off for a few, and then I come back. It's probably like a timing issue where you're not quite getting like everything working together. Yeah, I think I forget about a few specific things like I've been really trying to get my left arm to be tucked instead of behind me doing weird stuff yeah slowing you down my reach back timing has been my biggest struggle I think yeah I like uh going on TikTok and watching it looks like you're dancing because they like when you're on like our page it shows you like going over the same thing and it just looks like you're trying to dance the, yeah, every single video, essentially, the cover photo looks the same, too. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I always laugh a little bit inside. It's kind of cool, though, that I'm getting almost like a mirror Yeah, uh, they all form. look the same. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Consistency, even bad consistency is better than being inconsistent at all. Correct. So, at least I'm consistent in my poor form. <laughs> yep. You know what to work on. Yeah, that and keeping my elbow up now. And my hands down. So it's it's a lot to remember. I think you've been telling me you've been working a lot on your forehands too, haven't you? Yeah, actually throwing a little bit more distance besides just the 150 foot and in type of shot. And how does it feel? It's It's weird. I haven't really, up until this point, ever really figured out how to get my elbow in front of your hand when you're throwing, which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. To really get that whip feel. Uh-huh. That snap. So I can finally, I think I threw 250 feet with a Thunderbird DX pretty beat in the other day. Um, which is farther than I've ever thrown with a forehand. So it's been, yeah. it's been a learning. I try and throw like probably like one drive forehand every three holes just to, just to try and get it in without like overexerting. 
Right. I think it's uh, easier to tell when you're doing something wrong forehand than it is backhand. Yeah, I think you can kind of see it a little bit more. Yeah, like it, the disc never comes out right if you're doing something wrong, I feel like, and throwing yeah. forehand. Right. But what do I know? <laughs> I do still have a little bit of off-axis torque because of how I hold it, so I need to kind of figure out how to make sure I'm putting all the energy in the right direction. But but yeah, it's been a learning process. I haven't recorded myself throwing forehand at all yet, so that's going to be a sad day. Should have started recording right from the beginning, and we could have did a cool video of how how you. I have one. It's it's bad. Good. We like bad. It's so bad. We built a podcast off of bad, Kyle. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What happens if we actually get good? Um. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, isn't that trademarked? It'll be trademarked. We'll we'll come up with something. Yeah. Well, maybe. We'll keep it. Oh <laughs> no. And we'll just give the show to people who are starting out. Here right. You go. <laughs> it's yours now. Have you been working on anything in your game? Just getting out and playing. It's been cold though. I've been working on in the backyard scuba putts. Oh really? Uh huh. Because I got these two trees, and the way the baskets are set up is. Uh, my two practice baskets is I kind of have to like throw over a tree and have it come back. And so I've been doing that for fun. It goes horribly. How's it been going? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Horribly, but it's fun. It's been fun. Do you feel like Brody Smith? No, nope. He's good at him. I not anywhere close. I'm better off like doing my big, long, like turnover shots with the putter. Because that's like, that to me, when I see it fly, that's what it kind of imitates. That is what it imitates. Why don't you just do that then? Because it's fun to throw a scuba. It's okay. kind of like a cool, like, flicking motion. What, even when I just get, like, within five feet of the basket, I'm like, oh, yeah. Whereas, <laughs> like, whereas, like uh, if I throw it the other way, it's a no-no. If I'm, if I'm not anywhere close. If I'm, like, five, if it does, doesn't go in the basket, I'm upset. Right. You put too much pressure on your... Actually, something I know how to do, yeah, right. Oh, I feel that that's that's kind of why it's fun to try out different types of throwing because I I put a lot less pressure on my forehand distance shots. I'm just like, all right, well, if it goes anything past 200 feet, awesome. Yeah, my forehand shots, I'm like, as long as it doesn't turn and burn into the ground, awesome. Yeah, if I can get any kind of angle control and like height control, yep, so. I'm with you. Uh, Over the past weekend, we got to watch the Memorial Championship that's down at Fountain Hills in Arizona. Um, It was only post-produced coverage by Terry Miller, the disc golf guy on YouTube. And we just wanted to give you a quick rundown of of how we thought that went. We're going to try to make it nice and quick for you. Pretty sweet. Yeah, there was a lot of of hot rounds. Terry Miller provided some good coverage. He got uh, the hot rounds recorded. He got a lot of uh, nice cards that he put out there. Uh, round one, I think, was the most exciting. Anthony Barella and Kyle Klein came out with two hot negative 13 rounds. Uh, Kyle Klein got an ace on the first day. I haven't seen any coverage of that, but that was still I haven't seen sweet. it either, but I heard about it. Yeah, I would like to, even just if it's like a phone film that like someone's seen them and recorded them. Yeah, even if it's like a potato, I'm in. Yep, 
that's we're potatoes so it works <laughs> Uh, but finishing out the top three and who won, Anthony Barella came in third at negative 38. And then Paul Ulibarri came in at second at negative 39. And Paul Macbeth took it, took the win at negative 42. I know you enjoyed uh, enjoyed quite a bit of the coverage. It's not all out yet, but it'll probably be out by the time this, never mind. It will definitely be out by the time this comes out. Yep. But we haven't been able to watch the entire entirety yet. Nope. Bomb putts by Ezra. He hit what a seventy footer. He almost had a throw in from like a hundred feet, about where Kona Panos had that throw in um, during the All Star weekend. It was pretty sweet to watch that card. The first round, uh, the second round was just as fun, and I'm really looking forward to the third round. And fourth, it will be out in fourth. So check it out over at that channel. What's it called, Eric? The Disc Golf Guy. If you if you found us, you've probably heard of the disc golf guy. Maybe. Probably. Most likely. Maybe not though. So in case you haven't, tell them tell them we sent you. Eric, what happened in the FPO? Uh the FPO, I watched the first round and it was uh, it was pretty exciting, but it was uh, the like most of the times in the FPO, the field is always so spread, so you kind of know who's gonna run away with it. But Valerie Manduano, hope I pronounced that right. Ended at plus five. Haley King in second at negative four. And Own Scoggins, I think I pronounced that one right that time. That was good. Ended at negative five. Just, just try your best with the pronunciations. Who cares? They might care if they. I, I know they're listening. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce things. Do you know how to pronounce things? I hope I'll let them pronounce my last name and see if they get it right. That way we're even. <laughs> But it was fun to watch Own come in first again, just because she's kind of one of the more veterans of the FPO field. She did good at the All-Star weekend. So, yeah, it was fun. Solid. I like watching the FPO with my daughters sometimes when I can get them to actually like it. Gotcha. Every once in a while, Cody will watch the FPO with me. Yeah. Brittany likes to watch the FPO with me. She's a big fan of Paige Pierce because that's her favorite uh her favorite putter and disc in general is the Paige Pierce Fierce. Oh, gotcha. Well, that's about it for the Memorial Championship. We're going to quickly give you who we think is going to do good at Waco this coming weekend. Is it going to be on, on the Disc Golf Network? This one will be live on the Disc Golf Network and post-produced by Joe Mez, GK Pro, and Gatekeeper Media. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, I, uh, Joe Mez is so much fun to watch. I I'll I've watched the all the live stuff this year, and I still go back and watch the Joe Mez coverage. So, who are you picking for number three? My number three for the MPO is, and I don't even know if he's going to be there, but it probably will be Double G. Oh yeah, are you going to ever order some of his beef jerky? You know, I've thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I need to look up and see how much it is. When I signed up for the D-Glow, the Discraft Great Lakes Open, there was a chance to add it for like $10 or $8 or something really? to my players pack. Yeah. That's cool. So he must be sponsoring that. Yeah, I'm sure he's just getting his getting it out everywhere he can, which at one point, if he's making that much, is it still craft jerky? Yes. Anyway, my number three pick is Ezra Aderhold. Uh I think watching him play in Las Vegas and then him kind of having 
not the best week at uh, Memorial. He's going to really bust his butt and get out there and and show show the MPO field how to play. I would love to see it. Everyone does. And who's your number two? My number two is Paul Macbeth. Nice. McBeast himself. And it is difficult to put him number two because I typically think he's a winner. And you like to ride the hot streak, right? Just came off a win. Yep. He, uh, I do like to ride hot streaks. I think people really take momentum and run with it. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the pauses in, in disc golf. Like when you, you get stuck up, it causes a lot of, of distress, I think. Yeah. And I'm sure pros are a lot better at it handling it than we than we give them credit but gotcha i picked calvin heimberg to come in second i think kind of the same reason i picked ezra aderhold he probably wants that win from being beaten by eagle at the lvc and he is ready ready to make a comeback i'll go ahead and say it right now i have calvin heimberg as my number one and why did you pick him same reason he is going to be probably just like slightly upset that he you know had it lost. within his grasp and lost it so yep. let you go run away with it yeah i i typically you know run with the people who have the momentum but i also like comeback stories not like a, you know that that's a bounce back but it's you know hey look at that term yeah came up <laughs> Um, my number one, I picked Eagle McMahon. I think kind of, I like hot streaks. And then the other reason I think I picked Eagle is because he wasn't at the Memorial. So he could have been down in Waco practicing for two weeks if he wanted to. Whereas Paul Macbeth and Ezra are probably just heading down there either early this morning or late last night. Right. So they'll only get like a week of practicing or a few days even. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they've all played the course enough to at least know it, but I still feel like it uh, makes a big difference to be there and just kind of be in that zone instead of a different zone. I mean, coming from the Memorial, it's a pretty water-filled course. So how is Waco in comparison to that? I think there's still water hazards, just not quite as many. Okay. I'm trying to think of which one Waco is in my head. I always get, and I, they're completely different areas, but I always get Waco and the Preserve mixed up in my head, and I have no idea why. Hmm. The Preserve's in Minnesota, and Waco's in Texas, so <laughs> I have no idea why they're crisscrossed in my head, but they are. It's interesting. Just uh, run real quick. We'll go through the FPO. Just go through your top three. All right, my number three, just list them all or all back three. and forth? All right, my pick number three for Kona Star Panis. I'm probably going to pick her a lot this year. I've said it a couple times, but I think she's going to have a hot year. Uh, number two, I pick Paige Pierce. Uh, don't think she needs an explanation. And uh, number one, I pick Cat. I think Cat's uh, going to come out swinging and and uh, want to come back like she lost to Paige Pierce in the LVC. I think she's going to want that same thing. A win. Love it to page beers i'd love to see that number three i have cat we have a little bit of overlap in ours uh but yeah she's always a contender always on podium uh, i think she'll be at least top three page pierce and at number two i don't know why but i'm not thinking she's going to win this one but i think she'll be at least top three so i'm going to go with number two 
And I'm going to go number one, Haley King. Haley King. I think this is, I, she's been close so far this year, but maybe this will be the tournament she breaks out. I think she's going to break out one of these tournaments. So, yeah, she's got to, got to pull out that game that she had at the, at the championships last year. And she's got it in the bag. We know she can do it. It's just getting yeah. it onto the course, putting it all together. That's it. Well, those were our Waco picks. Uh, you know, if you guys follow around with the professional scene at home, you can guys just compete against us. If you beat us, send us a message and rub it in our face if you want. Do it. That'd be so much fun. I'd laugh. I'd love to get razzed. So mm-hmm. we don't have any prizes for you, but <laughs> the prize is beating us and getting to make fun of us for it. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Three, two, one. Top five. Oh, dude, we did it perfect that time. Well, you know, we've practiced quite a bit. (laughs) I feel like we have to catch on at some point. Maybe. (laughs) Today we're doing top five molds we want to try, but we don't own currently yet. We should make that we don't have in the bag because Kyle owns one of these. It's just not in the bag. Top five molds we want to try, but don't have in the bag. Kick it off, Eric. All right. I really want to get some Infinite Discs Alpacas or also the Millennium Omega 4s. And the reason I want these is they are the same mold as a P2. They're just like $20 cheaper than how, like if you putt with P2s, you know how expensive it is to try to get P2s right now. Um, But they're supposed to be the same exact mold made by Innova, um, but they're just actually making them instead of... uh, not making p2s my question for each and every one of these is going to be well what are you waiting for money money <laughs> just just more money somebody go buy a sweatshirt on our teespring store please <laughs> <laughs> that'll buy me one disc <laughs> just kidding it would go to like our website and stuff but <laughs> My number five is the Nuke that's by Discraft. And I have a Nuke SS, which is the understable version of the Nuke. And I like it a lot. I was going to say, we found out today how understable it is. It is. Like, look on the flight guides. (laughs) Yeah. On a flight guide, it's very understable. No, No wonder I can get a nice hyzer flip out of it. Yep. That's funny. Right. But it's a little bit less controllable than what I'd like in the amount of wind that I play in. So I think a regular nuke would be something fun to try. I do have an Ezra Adder or Aderhold, sorry, Aderhold nuke, uh, but it's on the wall. So because it's so pretty, it's too pretty to throw. Yeah, you got one of the prettier ones too. 
If it was pink, I would throw it. Yep. We missed out on the tour series nukes because we weren't paying attention and because of money. It was like an hour late. <laughs> they only lasted like 20 minutes, I think, this time. Yeah. Maybe I'll catch them on the next one. Yeah. They, I hear I hear rumors that they're going to be coming back throughout the year, so hopefully. Maybe, hopefully, they'll actually, like, you know, let us know beforehand a little yeah. bit. Hopefully. Instead of just dropping it randomly. My number four I really want to try out, and I got to make this one a shout-out to Rippin' Discs again, is the A2 by Prodigy. It's a overstable approach disc, and they did a video where it was A2 only round and watching them throw it. I was like, oh, that's kind of perfectly what I need. I do throw the tactic, but I don't feel it's quite as overstable as I'd like it to be. Yeah, I hear if you're looking for overstability, it's either an A1 or an A2. Yep, or a zone. Or a zone or a harp. Tactic just doesn't do it. Yeah. My number four, I went with an eagle by Innova. I see Calvin Heimberg throw eagles all the time, and that makes me want to throw them. So shout out the man himself, Calvin Heimberg. Yeah, he makes uh, anyone, makes an eagle look good to anybody. I don't know how it would fly in my hand, but I'm excited to see. I think uh, from what I remember, it's the eagle and the T-bird are like usually, or yeah, the eagle and the T-bird are what people like choose between. Like they usually don't bag both, but I think the eagle is like a little bit more understable with more glide and fade. Just like barely, I think. I could be wrong. I'm probably completely wrong. I thought it was just like a touch more understable. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I can't remember anything. (laughs) Me either. What's your number three, Eric? My number three is the CD3 by Discmania, the controller dri- control driver three. And it's supposed to be a lot like a Wraith. Um, but I love a CD2 so much that I feel like I might as well stick with Discmania and get a CD3, which I don't think I'll be getting one anytime soon. But I can dream. Are they hard to find? Uh, well, yeah, ever since Discmania almost is discontinuing the uh, originals line who knows who knows when i'll find one next sounds tough yep you said it's uh, just get a, a wraith. wraith yeah it's a wraith clone get a wraith. To be a lot like a wraith uh... i have an old wraith that i didn't realize how stable on the flight chart that wraiths actually are so it actually makes a lot of sense how it flies now <laughs> right you just think it is a beat-in flippy thing yeah I, I just kept throwing it being like why aren't you flipping you're just taking whatever line I put it on, even if it's flat, just kind of hyzers eventually. I don't know. Hey, I think you got one of like the most sought after wraiths too. I do. Like uh, one of the most sought after runs. It's pretty early an early run. It was a lucky find. Just been hanging out. Yeah. Had no idea what what he had. Had no idea. Well, what's your number three? Oh, I forgot it was my turn. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My number three is An Escape by Dynamic Discs. It's a good one. An Escape. Yeah, I've, I have seen you throw this one a bunch, and you enjoy it. So it seems like just a little bit more flippy than my T-Bird. Yeah, I bet you if you bought a Lucid one, it'd probably be pretty similar, but my Biofusion one is a, is a roller or a Tailwind disc. Okay. Do you think it's pretty similar to an eagle, maybe? 
I don't know. I've never thrown an eagle. Okay. It's the match is my essences. Like it'll probably get kicked out of my bag because I have I like essences a lot now, uh-huh. and the essence will probably kick the escape out. Gotcha. Which I feel like the eagle and the essence and then the escape could all like be in the same family. Yeah, because it's like eagle's like a seven speed, essence is an eight speed, and then escape is a nine speed. So okay. Yeah, I mean, I think personally, Escape is one of those discs that is more understable than what the flight numbers say, because I think it only has like negative 0.5 turn, but I also got my Escape before I was able to throw. Good. Well. Throw. Throw well. Throw well. Okay. So now it's been like beat in for so long, so I could be completely wrong. Eric, what's your number two? My number two is called The Baobab by Above Ground Level Discs. I kind of think this might be a Stego, like their attempt at making a Stego, which is like one of the crazy overstable discs. But I like the company a lot and I've heard a lot of good things about the disc. So I'd really like to to just uh, give one a try, even if it's just to support the company. But what the company does is for every disc you buy they send you a seed of the tree that it's been named after, and then you can go out and plant it. I know we're at a disc, disc golf company making more trees for us to throw around, but right. I'm all about, all about con- like conservation of the environment. Uh, so something I really, really dig. A company that actually gives back a little bit, maybe. Yep. What's your number two? My number two is the Tesla. It's by MVP supposed to be essentially what like a thunderbird clone you have one right yeah that's what they're supposed to be mine is is major beef which like all the people on the mvp pages have been saying i got like one of the special edition halloween runs of it and everyone on like mvp pages are saying it's like pretty beefy for what a tesla is supposed to be but and if you don't know what beefy means it means it goes to the left pretty overstable pretty consistently it's an overstable disc it's a higher higher fade number possibly we explained that in an episode somewhere, but... Yeah, I think, what, episode five? Yeah, I think five. Yeah, five, because it was right after we released that we got the recommendation. Yeah, so if you ever hear a term that you don't know, go back and listen to the uh, beginner episode. Pretty easy. Eric, what's your number one? My number one is Undertaker by Discraft. I think I like a lot of the Discraft plastics, and I don't bag a lot of Discraft, but... Uh, I've heard that the Undertaker is a good replacement for CD2s, which I love. So I figured if I, that's going to be like the next one I buy if I ever have to take these CD2s out of my bag. Right. Something that's actually still in production. Yeah. And they make them in tour series. They make them in all kinds of different plastics. So it should be an easy, easy slot to fill. Well, there you go. Yeah. And I think the, the artwork, even like the little Undertaker zombie guy, I think looks sweet. So Nice. You don't have any? Nope. I don't even know if I have any Discraft in my bag right now. Wow. I know. Nope, I got a nuke. Yeah, you have a nuke. I forgot about that. I was trying to think of all the players. <laughs> and I was like, I don't have any Barry. You have the Barry stuff. I don't have any Paul Macbeth stuff. I have a Luna at home, but I don't often bag it. It's more of like my uh, field work putter. Got that from you. I tried. That's a cool putter. I just didn't kick out of Sensei. All right, what's your number one? My number one is something that you had at number four. It's an A2 by Prodigy Discs. Specifically, I want the Kevin Jones version. He does a A2 every year. Yep. Hopefully, it'll be the same thing this year. Hopefully. And I'll actually jump on board instead of 
keep kicking myself in the foot for not getting it. Right. I I'm actually going to pick one up this year. I think if I if I if I actually like you know catch the release. Right. I know like a uh, a lot of the smaller shops had the Prodigy Tour series and for quite a while after they were released. So it's just all about finding the right shop that still has it. I rem- I remember having an opportunity to get one. I just didn't have the extra cash. So. Yeah. Hopefully this year I'll have a little bit more saved for it. I still have money saved for the Emac Judge. I don't know when that's coming out. Yeah, that's been like the biggest, biggest freaking tease of 2021 ever. I just keep seeing like they kept playing commercials for them. I'm like, are you serious? I can't like, come on, tell me when it's coming out at least. I don't even have it. Don't even like judges, and I want one. <laughs> I just think it's going to be basically a PA3 clone, and I love the PA3. So fair. That's fair. Just be nice to have another PA3. Yeah. In fancy plastic. Yeah. You can get it all kinds of different plastics. Although Prodigy has a crazy lineup of how many plastics they have. It's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. That's I've, what I, that's like one of my favorite is being able to get the same disc in a bunch of different plastics. I like their the simple setup that they have of all of the naming and it's just I really come around to Prodigy. Yeah. I like their players. Me too. Kevin Jones and I love Robot Chicken. I was talking about Prodigy. Did you see Thomas Gilbert won the distance tournament at uh, Las Vegas Challenge? I know it's like completely off topic, but how far did he throw? Uh, I want to say it's in the seven twenties. Wow. Yeah, I could. I might be off, but I I just it just came across my Facebook or my Instagram one time and thought that was just insane. That's a cannon. He's not the most consistent player yet, no. but man, he's got a cannon. He's working his way up. That's for sure. He'll be he'll be up in the in the top ten often. Coming soon. Yeah, coming soon. Hopefully, Prodigy works out for him. Yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't. Well, that was our top five and more other stuff. <laughs> yeah, top five. Wait, you want to do it again? Three, two, one. Top, top five. five. Oh yeah. Boo. Boo. All right, Eric. That was a fantastic episode. We talked about many different things, including going completely off topic and talking about our, our ourselves and our own lives. We did a memorial recap. We made some picks for Waco on the FPO and MPO side. And we did a top five molds we want to try and don't have yet. We did all of those things. He's right. We did it all. So congratulations to us. Thank you for listening to episode th- seven. Thank you for being here. If you made it all the way to the end, you are absolutely our favorite people. Thank you. Round of applause for you guys. Yeah, round of applause for you. You did it. You made it through a whole episode. That's pretty crazy. Even if you just made it to the Waco part, I I was like, wow, you guys are troopers. <laughs> <laughs> we did get a little bit off the rails at the beginning, but I mean. Thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thanks for being here. Just real quick at the end, don't if you're not following us everywhere, we're everywhere at Oh No Disc Golf. We have a big TikTok following. We have a big Instagram following. Check us out on Facebook. We are also on Twitter. We're also putting up all of the full episodes on YouTube. We're also doing some shorts on YouTube too. So check it out. One other big thing that I forgot to mention, if you could throw us a review on Apple Podcasts, 
it makes a huge difference for us. So go ahead and give us a review, please. And thank you to anyone who has left us a review. Yeah, seriously. The amount of reviews that we've gotten so far has been just warms my heart. So thank you everyone who has left a review. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed it. High five. That's an episode, Eric. Number seven. Number seven in the books.